Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, the captain, Bolton Blake. Jameson and Ty have opted out of this one, and that's okay. That's fine. We're going to lock in on this one, make some picks, uh, talk about all the non-college football playoff bowl games. Uh, but Blake, I got to ask, how is your bowl season going so far? You having a good time enjoying the madness? Uh, I know currently right now we have Kansas, Arkansas going absolutely nuts in the background. What a wild time. It's honestly been awesome, and I know I'm I'm fighting from behind today with Bobby, you leading the pack in our Pick'em contest. That's good for you, but honestly, the games have been relatively entertaining. We've gotten some good ones. Uh, New Mexico State, Georgia Southern game was good. I thought uh, the part of the Eastern Carolina, Coastal Carolina game, but honestly, this is my favorite part of the bowl season. We start getting into those bowls where it's usually seven, eight-win teams that are really trying to go for it, and also, you get like four or five bowl games a day, which is always the best, where you just start in the afternoon, one after the other, you're getting multiple bowl games a day. We're kind of out of that funk where it's only one, uh, one per day around the Christmas season. This is my favorite time of the year, and I am so ready to talk about these matchups, because I feel like there's a lot of care that is going to happen with these ones compared to some of the other ones we've seen for sure once you get the full like four game slates that is the ball season that i love and am all in on and it's uh it's 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 exciting and you know we've been really in the thick of it this week but starting tomorrow it's only gonna get better so uh let's dive into it start off with our first game the pin the pinstripe bowl brought to you by bad boy boy bad boy mowers which is Probably the weirdest uh, sponsorship of all time, a mowing company sponsoring a bowl in New York City, a uh, city that has no lawns whatsoever. Uh, but whatever, I digress. It's Syracuse versus Minnesota. Bit of a gross game. Gophers favored by six and a half. Blake, start us off. Who do you got here? Yep, I'm loving the Gophers. I think Syracuse, they had a great start to the season, but honestly, it felt like they were just crawling towards the end, that they just kind of fell off. They they fell off a cliff. And the big uh, bowl game opt-out here is Sean Tucker, their running back. Really, the only way the Syracuse offense can score is if they are generating it through the run, and Sean Tucker was a guy that they relied on a lot this season. Uh, Minnesota's basically has very few guys in the portal, no opt-outs going into the game. Uh, yes, t uh, Tanner uh, Morgan is probably not going to be playing. It's going to be their backup, but he started the final three games of the season for them. So he has experience. This isn't just so he's getting thrown into this uh, scenario. And P.J. Fleck, undefeated 3-0 and against the spread in bowl games. That's what I love. He knows how to fire up his guys in that locker room. Syracuse sliding, I'm not going to take it, so give me the Gophers. I'm with you. Um, obviously, Syracuse was a great team uh, at points in the season, but with no Garrett Schrader and without that running back, I just don't see him uh, being a factor in this one. Give me the Gophers minus six and a half. Uh, ski you ma, row the boat, etc., etc. So let's move on to our next game. It's my Oklahoma Sooners, the bowl that everyone's excited for. It's the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, between the Sooners and the Seminoles. This line is set at seven and a half uh, in favor of the Knolls. It's changed in reality. We're going off of the uh, Bull Mania uh, set um, here the whole way. But Blake, kick us off here. Do you think the Sooners stand a chance at, in, in the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando? Uh, basically a home crowd for the Knolls. 
Yeah, this one was honestly one of the tougher games to pick just because I think it's going to be one of the better games on the slate. I think the one promising thing about OU, Eric Gray opting out, but you still get a lot of guys coming back. You really don't see as many transfer portal guys or opt-outs that you would as any other school. And I think OU's record is just not, for some reason, I just think it does not indicate the talent and the ability of that roster if they could put it all together. And I just feel like the defense can never do that this year and maybe they won't in this bowl game but I'm gonna ride with the Sooners to keep it close I think this is going to be an excellent test for them uh Jordan Travis is honestly phenomenal he's gonna be one of the Heisman front runners going into next year after he announced that he's returning for the 2023 season you're not seeing many opt-outs for Florida State you're not seeing many transfer portal uh guys either so two kind of full like fully built squads going at it together I'm going to take OU with the points, and I think this one's going to be a shootout. I don't quite share your same optimism about this one uh, on the OU side of things, because even though you know some of the opt-outs haven't exactly been flashy, they've been important. Uh, Jalen Redman uh, up on the defensive line, for example. The D-line is so thin, and overall, I just really don't know if I trust OU's defense, which, you know, when healthy is an issue. When fully complete is an issue against uh, dynamic offenses, dynamic uh, running quarterbacks like Jordan Travis, he arguably is the best one the Sooners have faced all season uh, in, in terms of being a dual threat runner. And I I have a feeling this thing could get bad. I think OU's offense, as we noted in our uh, Cheese of Bowl preview, check that out if you're interested in uh, hearing me, Jameson, me and Jameson talk about the Sooners and the Seminoles a little bit more in depth. But I just really don't, feel super optimistic about OU being able to win this game. I think they do enough to keep it close, to keep it a good game, to make it not like that Clemson blowout the last time they're in the stadium. But ultimately, the Seminoles cover seven and a half here. The current line at nine and a half, that gives me some pause. But seven and a half, that's, a, that's an easy cover for the Knolls, if you ask me. So let's move on to our next game. It's the Valero Alamo Bowl, uh, otherwise known as uh, just Texas's second home. The Longhorns favored by three fifty, three and a half against the Washington Huskies. Um, Blake, what do you think about this one? Michael Penix obviously has been excellent for Washington, a very solid team, uh, especially on the back, you know, bit of the back half of the season for him. Um, and Texas, you know, up and down, hot and cold, missing Bijan Robinson. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going all Washington here. I I know you have to favor Texas just because of the talent that they have at QB, good defense, good offensive line, all these pieces, but my god, Washington Huskies came into the end of this year just on fire. Michael Penix coming back next year, and he, although had some good Indiana teams, has never played in a bowl game. And wow. Washington doesn't have any, because anytime they've been bowl eligible, he's had a season-ending injury. Yep. He, Washington, no bowl opt-outs, no transfer portal guys right now. They're coming in with a full squad, and then when you look at the Texas Longhorn side, Bijan Robinson, of course, being the big opt-out, but Roshan Johnson, their second-string running back that was featured a lot in this offense. One guy that, honestly, I wouldn't have mind if Bijan opt opted out and Roshan played, just because I think both of them are phenomenal backs. He's going to the NFL, too. 
So you look at this, what who's not playing in this game, plus the transfer portal guys. They have so many receivers. Hudson Card isn't playing, so if Quinn Ewers, God, uh, God forbid, goes down, they have nobody behind them. I just think too many guys are opting out. I don't think Texas, they didn't finish the season, I think, particularly strong, not making the Big 12 to, uh, title game. I'm going to go with Washington. I just feel like everything is rolling up in Seattle. Yeah, and look, under mo- under most circumstances, I would pick Texas here to win the Alamo Bowl, get a redemption, and then you know crow about it for the entire offseason, as they do, as is tradition. But you know, like you said, the opt outs, the they are the offense is just super one dimensional now. Even with Xavier Worthy, who is going to play in this game, his future is uncertain, but he is playing uh, in there. You know, I I just I don't see a, uh, Texas's offense being enough, and I. I like the Huskies here. I really like Penix. I really like what they've done. I think it means a little bit more to them. And I think they uh, get the win, get the cover. Uh, so Washington plus three and a half is the play here. Let's move on to honestly one of my favorite bowl games, the Duke's Mayo Bowl between uh, Maryland and NC State. Honestly, this matchup feels like it should be an ACC game on a Thursday night, but it, it doesn't matter. Here we are. Terrapins favored by two and a half uh, in this one. Blake, who do you like in this? Yeah, I'm going to go Terrapins just for the fact that I feel like they're a little bit healthier and I know what I'm going to get. Maryland, not great defense, but solid offense. I feel like they can always move the ball versus an NC State squad that I honestly think, and it's probably not their fault, but really underwhelming this season. They probably are going to be playing their four-string quarterback in Ben Finley. He was the guy who started their final two games of the season. They've just kind of been limping into the end of this. And, of course, Devin Leary is transferring. He's gone. So they really don't have a solid quarterback under center. That worries me. But the only thing, I will say, the only thing that worries me about going against NC State, Dave Doran, 5-2 and two in bowl games uh, against the spread. That's incredible. That shows he's a good motivator, can get these guys up. That worries me a little bit, but losses to the transfer portal, injuries, your offensive coordinator is now at Coastal Carolina. There's just too much missing for NC State for me to take them, so give me the Terrapins. I'm with you. All season, in the regular season, we've just been fading the hell out of NC State without Devin Leary. It's gotten worse across the board, and I I just don't see – you know, what made NC State really fun early on in the season, just not there anymore for them. Um, with like, and like what you said with Maryland, they're not great. I wouldn't bet this game because I, I, I am not in love with this Maryland team at all, but I think they are intact enough to get a win, get a cover against the Wolf Pack. Um, but, you know, I think this will be a good game. I think it'll be close. I just, I just trust. I slightly trust Maryland more than I trust uh, NC State, which is like not at all. So there you go. Moving on to our next game. We have the Sun Bowl. It's the Pitt Panthers and the UCLA Bruins. Bruins favored by three and a half here. Uh, it's a nice little script logo battle. Love to see that. Uh, Blake, who do you like? Yeah, I think this game at the beginning of the season would have been awesome, but after seeing what Pitt kind of put up, I'm all over UCLA. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Zach Charbonnet, Jake Bobo, they've been practicing. We're not for sure whether they're going to play, but if they do, three and a half is a steal. I think Pitt, although they kind of got hot at the end of the season, I think the ACC was just abysmal. And we saw what they did against pretty decent competition, uh, like in a West Virginia kind of early in the season. 
Keaton Slovis is at the portal, losing a whole bunch of guys to opt-outs. I just feel like this UCLA team, really solid Pac-12 team, good veteran play on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to take the experience and go with the Bruins. I'm with you as well. I think UCLA, I've liked them uh, for a lot of this season. And, you know, I I think the first time I saw Pitt play and realize, oh, no, this is the old Pitt again in that first game where I backed him against West Virginia, and it was just awful. Uh, At that point, I was immediately just trying to run away from Pitt as far as I can. Uh, No Slovis. It's gotten worse for them. So I'm all in on the Bruins, um, a, a team that by all means and all measures, seems like they're going to have their guys in this game. I think they're motivated. I think they get a win um, against a pit team that, you know, I, I don't trust Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> I don't, I, I feel like last time we, we had Pitt in the Sun Bowl, they put up like what the, it was that game that ended two to nothing, something like that. One of the worst bowl games in history. It was Pitt and God, I can't remember the other team, but they were, but it was horrible. So I'm not trusting Pitt, and I'm, I'm not trusting Narduzzi in this one at all. Give me uh, UCLA minus three and a half. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. From the same game parlays to the quick and easy payouts, oh, I love the quick and easy payouts, to all of the props, I, I love a good player prop. I, I, I'm a sucker for one. And look, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, and the bigger your shot to win big. I've loved the app a ton. It's super easy to use, very user-friendly, and look, with all the bowl games coming up, oh, it's it's perfect. And look, the race to the NFL playoffs has been exciting. I, I've just really, really enjoyed this. It's It's been an awesome time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And look, no better place to do it than DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. Now, Back to the schooner pod. Next up, we've got the Gator Bowl uh, down in Jacksonville, Florida. Between, it's kind of the Lou Holtz Bowl, really. Uh, It's the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish favored by four and a half against Shane Beamer and the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. Blake, who do you like in this one? I feel like this is a pretty solid matchup, honestly, all things considered. I think it's pretty solid. The only worries, I guess, is there was a lot of key opt-outs on both sides of the ball. You look at the Gamecocks, they lose Cam Smith, who is their top corner. You lose, basically, I feel like all their tight ends. They're running two tight end sets, and Shane Beamer kind of alluded to this uh, at the end of the season. They've lost like their two top tight ends, and so now they have to go away from that. And also, South Carolina's offensive coordinator... They, uh, he is moving over to Nebraska. So they've kind of, South Carolina's lost a lot. And when, if you look at Notre Dame, it's 
almost the same. They lose Michael Meyer, who's one of the best tight ends in America, really their only offensive weapon this entire season. He's going to the draft. Uh, Drew Pine, who's your quarterback all season, which Notre Dame fans hated, but honestly probably is pretty good if he's getting picked up by ASU. Uh, he goes to the portal, so basically you have Tyler Buckner, who started the season, uh, but is recovering from an injury, or your third stringer. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Gamecocks and get some points here. At least I know Spencer Rattler was on a heater going into the end of the year. I just think Notre Dame loses, like, Michael Meyer was huge for them. They couldn't throw to the outsides. They could only throw over to the middle the entire season, and it's because of Meyer. He was their only thing, like, allowing them to move the ball, and now they have nothing. I can't trust this Notre Dame uh, offense to score enough points, even though I think their defense is somewhat solid. So I'm just going to go with the for sure thing, South Carolina. At least I know they have a good college quarterback. Right. And I, 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 I'm with you on that. I'm all in on South Carolina as well. I think Shane Beamer is the exact type of guy you need in this situation. He is a motivator. He's a guy who's high energy and who will get you up for bowls like this, especially for a South Carolina program that has been pretty bad over the past couple of years, getting to a Gator bowl, performing at this stage. It's big. It's still big for them. Of course they were in the Duke's Mayo bowl last year, got up for that, got a win there. Beamer probably still smells like mayonnaise at this point. I don't care. But um, no, I, I think the Gamecocks step up for this one, get a win uh, with the guys they have. Obviously, it's this one is a bit of a toss-up. It's going to be a good game. And I think, I, I think on Twitter I once said that Notre Dame, you know, if you fade them, they'll screw you over. If you back them, they'll screw you over. So you just try to have to do the best you can. But in this scenario, I'm going with uh, the hot hand and the Cox here. Uh, so give me uh, South Carolina. Next up, we've got the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl between the Ohio Bobcats and the Wyoming Cowboys. Talk about a team that'll screw you over no matter what. Uh, Blake, uh, this is just a, this is a gross matchup. Uh, last time we saw Ohio, they were ruining your um, they were ruining your uh, uh, what match future. future. Yes, I've had two in a row where I've gotten the long <laughs> shot to the MAC championship to then lose. To then lose in the final game. I've never been able to get one across the finish line. I'm determined to do it. But yeah, this game's gross. Ohio, no no opt-outs, not many transfers, but Curtis Rourke, their star QB, he's probably going to transfer at the end of the season to a Power 5 program, out for the year. That's why they basically weren't able to generate any offense versus Toledo in that MAC championship game. That concerns me, but also Wyoming. Wyoming, uh, although they kind of ended the season all right, they lose to Fresno State and Boise State, I believe, uh, to end the year, and they have, like, all the running backs in the transfer portal, everything. Their coach, really good against the spread. For bowl games, 11-3, and three, he knows how to get the most out of his team. <sighs> I don't know... Wyoming and the points. I know I'm going to get burned regardless. Wyoming burns you whichever way you take them. I'm just going to take it with the points just because I think these teams are both just meh and are missing. Like, they're missing everything that has made these teams great. So give me, I guess, Wyoming and the points, but gross, gross matchup. It's a gross, awful toss-up. So I'm going to go with the points as well and pick Wyoming. Um, I, I, I hate this game. And, you know, it's really the last of the... I mean, there is a grosser game on the slate, but this is the last group of five kind of sloppy mess game uh, that we have uh, to pick. So I'm screw it. Let's go with Wyoming and the points. 
see what you the, the Cowboys are going to do me dirty. I know it, but anyways, let's move on to the orangest orange bowl that has ever been done. Uh, the Clemson Tigers and the Tennessee Volunteers. Clemson favored by four and a half here against the Vols. Blake, who do you like in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go. Mm, gotta go Clemson. I I love their backup. I think he's dynamic, kind of giving him his first start and the start of hopefully a good career at Clemson. I like that probably a little bit more, and also I know Clemson's defense is pretty legit. Ah, uh, just Tennessee, the only, like, hidden hooker really was that guy for that team. And that's what, it, it made it a shame that he wasn't in New York for the Heisman ceremony because he honestly elevated them. Uh, Joe Milton, their backup, like, throws a bullet on every play, regardless of how far it is down the field. That man rips it, but he does <laughs> not know how to have any finesse on the ball. I'm not a huge fan of him. We saw him last year start the season and ultimately got benched for hidden hooker. Uh, it's it is it's a it's kind of a grosser game uh but i think clemson just with the quarterback play a little bit better so i'm gonna take the four and a half i want to pick tennessee so bad i've loved their story this year i've loved to see what josh heupel has done with the vols but you're right without hooker they're just not the same team and with club nick uh clemson is a team that is borderline college football playoff ask they are a solid solid team we saw what they did to north carolina absolutely demolished them and uh look dabo for all of his faults he gets teams up for balls like this i i've i i've seldom seen clemson really not show up to one of these games and uh, i think they're gonna roll in get a big win and um unfortunately it's just not on the cards for for uh, Tennessee this year uh, to win a New Year's Six Bowl. But if, if Hooker was healthy, changes everything. So uh, a reluctant uh, Clemson minus four and a half. Let's move on to our next game. It's the all, not all state. No, it is all state. I, I was I almost said Nokia. And uh, <laughs> that, that's way back. Nokia doesn't even exist anymore, I believe. Uh, it's the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Kansas State and Alabama. I think the Tide are favored by four and a half if my graphics not screwed up there. That's pretty crazy. Um, bit of a wild game. Chris Kleiman versus Nick Saban. A true battle of the minds. The two best coaches in college football, I would say. Uh, Nick Saban battling, uh, you know, to try to get that top spot back, of course. Um, a battle of I'm, I'm kidding, of course. If y'all don't know that, if y'all don't know my, uh, I don't know, long-running joke. Uh, but no, this is actually a really good game, I think. Alabama obviously fell short of the college football playoff and in the sugar bowls, they've kind of had letdowns. We've seen it against Oklahoma. We've seen it against Utah. Um, Blake, what do you think? Yeah, I, I kind of see this as a flashback to that Alabama OU sugar bowl. I think just K state comes out and punches them in the mouth. Adrian Martinez, I pray to God that he does not play this game. I pray to God that Climate doesn't go to him, because honestly, Will Howard has been the real deal and has unlocked that offense. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, into the season, I felt fantastically. They started using him in that slot receiver role a little bit more, kind of allowing him to use his athleticism in the open field, one-on-one -on -one against corners which I think will be beneficial against a Bama team that has dudes, like has 
NFL caliber dudes that are able to cover him. Like, I think getting him in one-on-one matchups will be key just because he's not going to be breaking many tackles against a Will Howard or some of the, or Will Anderson, sorry, and some of those guys up front. Bama, Bama had a lot of people enter the transfer portal, and I don't think they're really Bama guys. I think they're good they're good athletes, but this Bama team just really failed Bryce Young, never ever winning him a ring, and I think he's probably the best quarterback they've seen of kind of this Alabama dynasty and wasn't able to get him the weapons in order to win a national championship. I've seen it before. I feel like just Bama cannot get up for these games when they expect to be competing for national championships, and I was really impressed with Chris Kleiman did in the Big 12 championship. I'm going to go with K-State with the points. All right, there we go. There we go. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with you. I think Alabama doesn't really get up for these New Year's Six BCS Bowl type games, especially when they're that close to a playoff or a national title. It just isn't the same. Uh, in the past, K-State under Bill Snyder would always blow these, but this is different. This is probably one of the biggest games Kansas State has played in. Well, I mean, I guess since, uh, since uh, a couple weekends ago when they played TCU, but still... It's a massive deal. They get up for these. They're motivated. And I think they have enough to get it done. I think they're scrappy enough. They're weird enough. They embody and they look like the type of team that Alabama has lost to this year. They feel like a Tennessee. They feel like an LSU where they, you know, they're weird on offense, scrappy, but also have a little bit of size to make things tough on, uh, on, on, Alabama's offense so uh, give me the more motivated team in this one and Kansas State plus four and a half Um, so yeah there we go Uh, sweep for the Wildcats let's move on to let's be honest the grossest game of the entire slate for some reason they decided to do it to us again for the second straight year it's Iowa and Kentucky the Music City Bowl actually have a buddy at uh, going a couple buddies going to this one uh, shout out Thomas, Thomas and Michael, you sickos. Uh, <laughs> lines one and a half, Kentucky. Blake, uh, what do we even make of this one? This is just the great, it is the grossest game and probably the grossest game, bowl game I've seen in a long, long time. We look at the team on the left, the Iowa Hawkeyes, the sickos team of the year. They have a great defense, but an absolute putrid offense. They cannot, they cannot move the ball to save their lives. Even when they were starting to win games at the end of the year, their offense wasn't clicking. It wasn't like they magically found something there. It was just their defense went god mode and was able to hold teams to short enough points that they were able to start rattling off wins. Then you look at uh, Kentucky. We've talked about them so much. Most (laughs) overrated team in the country this year. They were always getting ranked after quality losses. They were the quality loss special this year that they would, sure, they lost some close games against some good teams, but somehow found their way into the polls regardless of the results on the field. And you take that team, you take out Will Levis, you take out Chris Rodriguez, so you're going to get a guy getting his first start for this Kentucky Wildcats team that I don't think is very good, and they are relying on a four-string running back for a team that is pretty run-heavy and needs to establish the run. God, I hate this. I hate this so much because, honestly, it evens out. I'm going to just take the points here. I think Iowa, good defense. Hopefully they can do something. And Iowa's going to be better next year when Cade uh, McNamara comes in. But, oh, my God, this 
that's the bowl game by far of the year. It's it's disgusting. Uh, it might end like three to two. We might get a baseball score type of game. I'm with you. I guess I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes here. I think they have enough like kept together, you know, and, you know, I think for me, normal Kentucky is gross enough and I would pick them, but no Will Levis. I'm out. Uh, yeah. Give me Iowa plus one and a half here. Uh, but, you know, really the, the real loser of this game is all of us because we have yep. to watch this or we don't have to watch this, but we could and it exists and people will watch it. So uh, there we go. There we go. Let's move on to our next game. It is look, I'm just going to call it the Outback Bowl. I don't even I'm not even going to acknowledge what it was before what it's called now, whatever garbage company it is. It's the Outback Bowl. It's the bowl in Tampa, Florida between the Illinois uh, Fighting Illini and the Mississippi State Bulldogs who are favored by one and a half and are, of course, without their um, their head coach, Mike Leach, uh, who you know, I don't even need to say it. He passed away. It's, it's, it's horrible. Um, and, of course, they're playing in this game because as, as an un, uh, unnamed uh, Mississippi State staffer would say, of course we're playing in this. Do you know he would he would kill us if we chose not to play in a game that had an actual pirate ship in the stadium. So um, they'll be they're, they're in action. They're swinging their sword and they're going to be playing uh, Illinois here. Blake, uh, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think it's easy, Mississippi State. I just think that motivation that will, and something that was so just a, so just catches you off guard, and something you never ever expect to happen in college football, and just having that news, I think that that just helps the Bulldogs. Uh, like Chase Brown, key opt out for the Fighting Illini. I think that's going to be a solid game. I think it's going to be a good game, but this is just kind of from the heart and something personal I want to see. I want to see Mississippi State win this game, so no way I'm picking against them, so give me the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, there's no way we were fading Mississippi State here. Uh, they've been uh, really, really solid this year. Really, for for me at least, they've overachieved, and you know, obviously the, the circumstances are tough. But I feel like they're going to absolutely give it their all and you know get a big win here for Mike Leach. It's an emotional game, and look, I, it it sucks that Illinois kind of had to play him here because I feel like they've had a great season as well. Uh, what what uh, what Belima has done there uh, has been you know really impressive in the time he's had. Uh, but at the same time, I just it's it's too much emotion, and I think uh, Mississippi State they get this thing done and they get a win for uh, Michael Leach. So uh, Bulldogs minus one and a half is the play. Let's move on to our next game. It's a cotton bowl between the Tulane green wave and the USC Trojans. USC only favored by one and a half here. Uh, at least it was when they started bowl season. We don't know status of Caleb Williams up in the air. Blake, what do you think about this one? Yeah, this is a weird, this is a funky line, because although, like, I would go into the motivational factors and stuff like that when it comes to USC when you're playing a school like Tulane, all indications are Caleb Williams is a go, and I know he's dealing with an injury, whether it be hand, whether it be hamstring, God only knows, because he was limping around the field in the Pac-12 championship, but he said in the post-game conference it's his hand, Makes no sense to me, but <laughs> I I don't understand it. But I think I just got to go with what Vegas has given us. 
the Green Wave, Michael Pratt. They've been rolling this year. They were able to avenge one of their only losses. I love, I just want this to see this happen, that Lincoln Riley doesn't get the team up <laughs> for, for Tulane just for the biggest game, I think, probably in the history. Like, their history is happening I just, yeah, Vegas is telling us something with this short line with a team like USC that has way better talent. So give me the green wave, writing it because of the number and also just the vibes. You know, Blake, I wish I could see a Tulane team play a Lincoln Riley team and overwhelm them. You know, a see what would happen if you put a Tulane team with Michael Pratt, with, with Willie Fritz, you know, maybe, hell, even play, have, have the game be, you know, in Lincoln's backyard, in the home stadium, what would happen? Would 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 that team, you know, potentially underwhelm? I don't know. We can't see that. But wait, we can, because last year I saw with my own eyes what Michael Pratt and that Tulane team did to OU and that Lincoln Riley team and that Alex Grinch defense. He made it – what Pratt does to that defense, he puts them in a blender. He is so tough to defend. And – Tulane has the tape. They have all of that. And knowing Alex Grinch, he's not going to do enough to fix it. I personally love the motivational factor here for, for Tulane. I think they get a win here. I think I I think uh, Tulane plus one and a half. I'm feeling the vibes. I'm loving it. Uh, so, yeah, give me Tulane plus one and a half. Ultimate hater pick, but I don't care. I love it. All right. Time for our last non-college football playoff pick of the top of uh this show keep in mind we'll be having a whole separate show to talk about the playoff in depth uh look you have boone blake on you know rtcu guy we can't just like leave that for like a two-minute conversation we got to go a little little deeper on that so we're going to close this particular show off with a citrus bowl uh well, we have two more we have another bowl left that that we've forgotten oh shoot the rose, the rose. rose. oh my god i didn't make a rose <laughs> Okay, well, Blake, while I make that Rose Bowl uh, graphic in a haste, uh, tell us, what do you think about the Citrus Bowl presented by uh, Cheez-It between the LSU Tigers and the Purdue Boilermakers? Yeah, so LSU, fantastic season in what honestly would have been a great bowl game because I look at LSU, you get Jaden Daniels coming back, you get Kayshawn Boutte coming back. Oh, wait. He decided to come back earlier this month, and then now, uh, when Daniels decided to say, oh, I'm coming back for next year, a few, like, minutes later, he's saying he's going to the NFL, and I just find that hilarious that he does not <laughs> want to deal with Daniels and his inabilities to pass. I think that's just, it's hilarious, so, but it's also Purdue, you're without your top quarterback, you're without your coach, you're I just ah I'm gonna go LSU I'm gonna go LSU at least you know I know I'm gonna get the Jaden Daniels special which is just run around forever uh they can't really pass the ball but I just think that talent overwhelms a Purdue team that's without some of their key players without their coach I just feel like you need that for a solid LSU team that although they're not like the best SEC team in the world they just, like, they were steady. They're kind of like a, like we've pointed out all season, a Brian Kelly Notre Dame team. Just really solid, can play, like, these Purdue-type teams, these above-average teams. Gonna play them well, probably gonna win, so I'm gonna take the five and a half. 
Yeah, I mean, Purdue's just lost too much. Uh, as much as I would love the meme of Purdue, because I do love the meme of Purdue, I just don't see it happening. And it'd be cool. I could see, okay, I could see it happening, but I don't think it's going to happen to the point where I'll pick it. Um, I think Purdue, <laughs> having Drew Brees on staff, that's fun. That's cool. That's neat. But you don't go into a Citrus Bowl against Brian Kelly and expect to just I don't know, slap a bunch of ragtag guys together and hope for the best. I just don't, I just don't see that. I just don't see that working over very well for them. Um, so yeah, give me LSU minus five and a half. It makes me sad. I hate it because, you know, love me some Purdue Pete, love to push some P over here, but I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. So, all right. Finally got the Rose Bowl graphic going here, which again, look, if you want to see, if you want to, see how relevant the rose bowl is i forgot the graphic for it that's that, so rose bowl sit down you weren't even included in my graphics package but i put you know i put everything else in. i put I, I put work into iowa and kentucky but i didn't make a rose bowl graphic so screw you rose bowl what do you think i was gonna do make a whole show just for you no anyways let's get on to it the rose bowl game featuring the utah utes the pac-12 champions and the Penn State Nittany Lions, who are just kind of here. Um, Utah returns to the Rose Bowl after a thrilling but narrow defeat to Ohio State last year. Um, looking to get their victory here. Blake, what do you think about this one? I think this is actually going to be a great game. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fantastic game. And uh, last year, we remember that Utah-Ohio State thriller where there were so many opt-outs of that game. Everybody was looking down on it, uh, thinking it was going to be boring, and it turned out to be one of the best bowl games last year. And I think that's just kind of Utah's nature, that you have a guy like Dalton Kincaid, probably the best tight end in the country this year, just by how he put that team on his back versus USC when they got down early, really just was powering through them. He's not going to be playing in this game, but I just feel like Utah has that mentality that when they are missing a guy, they just rise up and another guy fills in and then I think on the other side Penn State like Penn State's a really solid team I think it's unfortunate for them that they have to play Ohio State and Michigan each year that are just a tier above them but they beat up on all the little guys and just lose to those two still really solid team I think this is gonna be fantastic it's basically a pick em. I'm gonna go Utah I just ha I've always loved them this entire season I love how physical they play I think it's gonna be an awesome because it's like Utah is probably a very similar to a Big Ten team I think we're gonna get one of those instant classic matchups I just I like Utah a little bit more but I think we're gonna be in for a great game I, I also have to ask you uh, is the diminished importance of the Rose Bowl uh, therefore leading to the decline of civilization as is <laughs> all all time all time <laughs> headline this week that I I give uh, whoever authored that props by just going in going in on that discussion <laughs> some random dude from the San Francisco Chronicle just going just going at it. Uh, ugh, just blindly. I loved it. Um, he he wanted to rival the guy from the New York Times that say said UConn should be the national uh, championship or champions of the 2020 season because they decided to opt out the entire year. That was the safer maneuver during COVID. He wanted to go head-to-head -head with that blazing hot take from the New York Times and somehow unreal. found a way. It's unreal. I, ugh, it's so bad. But, no, I man, I'm with you. This really... I mean, this is the only uh, spread that is a pick'em. At least it was. It is on ESPN. It is a 
straight up. Um, I believe it's uh, technically Utah minus 0. 0.5. So that that's as that's as pickup as it gets. And I think it is going to be instant classic, narrow game, evenly matched. Like you said, you I mean you said it perfectly. Utah is a Big Ten team. That's how they play. Um, and ultimately, I feel like this is a game where Sean Clifford steps up and makes some magic happen. This feels like a moment where he steps up and does that. Of course, we've seen him go the other way and completely botch it. But I'm just feeling the Nittany Lions here. I think it's close, and I don't know. I kind of feel like Utah Hearts are gonna get are gonna get broken again. It's it it, it is so close. I just I just have a feeling that we're going to get an iconic Sean Clifford moment uh, in some way, one way or the other. One way, yep. I'm like, that's the thing. It's one way or the other. And I, <laughs> He's going to leave not, this stamp on the program. <laughs> I do not know how to go with it, but um, man, yeah, we're we're gonna we're I'm I'm gonna roll with Penn State. So that is the end of our show. Thank you all so much for uh, watching and listening and all that good stuff um blake thanks for hopping on and uh look if you're watching live we'll be right back to break down the college football playoff um look if you're listening on uh you know in podcast form this probably a thursday morning the, the playoff show will be later it'll be posted later but um or hey look just hop on youtube watch it early so there's that too but all right for me and blake this has been the weekend spread bull prediction show we'll see you next time have a good one and a happy new year to all of y'all.